All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Oh my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Intrepid Incubator. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Looking forward to this conversation. I stumbled upon this organization about a week or so ago and it was really interesting. And there's more to the story as well. And so I wanted to get them on the show to, to talk about not only the organization itself and what it does and how it serves its market, but it's a it's a cool app in a, in a in a interesting community that that gets a lot of negative press and it's exciting to see this kind of thing going on. So I, it should be a fun conversation. Say hello to my guest. Her name is Corinne Thomas. She is the director of marketing with Food Junkie. Corinne, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Todd. I appreciate it. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. Thanks for carving out some time. Corinne, before we get into our conversation around Food Junkie and, and the cool things happening in Detroit, which is where you're headquartered, take a few quick seconds and inform the audience a bit about you and your background. So I graduated from Central Michigan University a few years back with a degree in sports management. And after graduation, I worked for another company in Detroit called Fathead, and it was a sports wall graphics company. Really enjoyed it there, uh, and it's actually underneath the Quicken Loans umbrella, which is another big name in company in Detroit. And then I moved into, decided I didn't really love the sports thing as much as I thought I originally would, moved over to human resources in Quicken Loans, and again, kind of quickly realized that that wasn't necessarily for me. I'm a really ideas person and a go-getter and someone that likes to hit the ground running on projects. So I found out about the opportunity at Food Junkie, and that is what brought me into the tech scene in Detroit. Well, the tech scene in Detroit, let's talk about it. As, as I said, there's unfortunately, there's a lot of negative press around Detroit, and maybe some of it's deserved, but a lot of it is just unfortunate, and people you know, the press loves to talk about those kinds of things. Uh, of what, what What's really cool, though, is is when you hear stories about what, what what's going on there, we all like comeback stories, too. So it's a talk about that tech scene. I mean, it seems like it's uh, with, with a cool organization like Food Junkie, which we'll get into in a minute. Talk about that scene. Uh, talk about what it's like to be a young professional working in Detroit. Yeah, so I've been at Food Junkie about almost a year and a half now. And even in just the past year and a half, it's been amazing to see how much the tech scene has grown. It went from one building on one block in Detroit to you know each building being occupied by several hundred tech companies. Um, and it's really interesting to see that a lot of companies are choosing to move to Detroit just because of all the opportunity that is here and you know the the really strong tech scene that has begun developing. So 
it's been a really great thing to be a part of and just to have seen the progress like I said over the past year and a half two years has been phenomenal why is it happening I mean, why, why are there now several hundred tech firms taking root in Detroit I mean what, what's going on there that that that's happening it's exciting to hear I think a lot of it is like I said the opportunity it's not there's no market that's been saturated yet because everything is really new all these companies have just started coming here in the in the recent years so it's not like there are really big established companies that are taking up the space that these newer tech companies are trying to get into so i think that that's one reason and another reason is that there is a lot of collaboration the the community itself they're really interested in helping out one another and really doing anything that they can to get those other businesses a leg up and get them get them going so i think that's another reason and then obviously there's other reasons like the cost of living and office space rent all that good stuff too yeah well that, that makes a lot of sense uh, no that's exciting to hear and i, and I love in, in, in any place where there's a hub of, of tech startups going on there is always that sense of community and that sense of collaboration and in the, the rising tide lifts all boats mentality which is really exciting you see that here i'm based in atlanta and the tech scene here is similar now the cost of living here is a little bit higher probably in detroit uh, so i can understand that appeal as well but that's really exciting all right well let's get into food junkie so give us the ten thousand foot view what is it how do you serve your market and where's it all going yeah so foodjunkie.com is the easy way to order food online we work with restaurants in over 20 different states and 92 cities and we help to order food for companies and organizations so if your business is looking to order food for their employees we really act as the buying arm for them so that the employees can focus on their work as opposed to what they're going to eat for lunch so walk me through how it actually works i mean i how many, i can't tell you how many times i've been a part of a team meeting that was going to say be a day long kind of a thing and you get to that really uncomfortable pain in the fanny moment where you got to pass around all these 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 menus and uh, someone gets the short straw and has to make the trip and go place the order and what a what a pain in the butt that is so how does it actually work yeah so we have several different platforms and the one that would deal with the pain point that you're speaking of would be our group platform and someone still would have to initiate the order but it definitely isn't as uh, cumbersome as the experience that you were talking about they would have to go onto our site and choose a restaurant in their area. And then all they would have to do is enter the email addresses of each person that they're looking to order lunch for. And instantaneously, the menu would arrive in each person's inbox. And they could select directly from that restaurant's menu online what food they'd like, how they'd like it, if they want no tomatoes plus mayo. And then the orders are combined and sent to the restaurant without having to pick up the phone or again walk around with that pencil and paper trying to write down what each person wants now i suspect i can have an account there so i don't have to enter emails in every time if i'm going to do this on a regular basis yeah of course we have if you create an account you can create a list or a group and you just have to enter in those email addresses once and then you can um, save that group, and then the next time that you go in, there's a drop down with all the groups that you've 
saved and then you can choose that. And you know, if some of those members aren't going to be joining, you can, it'll populate all their email addresses so you can just remove them quickly. But the next time you go in, it'll still have everyone from the initial list. Yeah. yeah. Now can an individual use this? Yes, you can. Consumers haven't been our focus, but it definitely is something where if your company is using it to order lunch, the next time that you order lunch just for yourself, you're more than welcome to go on to Food Junkie and use our individual order platform. Now, you have a wider reach than I was even thinking. How's that process going? Are you on schedule there and where are you going next? Yeah, so we are looking to, in the next eight months, add over 2,000 restaurants. Wow which I think will put us, we're really going to start focusing on beefing up the cities that we're already currently in so that we're giving our customers a wider variety of options in those cities. And then we also want to add, expand to 50 more cities, at least with those additional restaurants. So again, just you know, making sure that we have a wide array of options in the 92 cities that we're already serving and then adding an additional 50 cities again, with uh, a number of options in them. Yeah, very, very exciting. All right, Corinne Thomas will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com. All right, I'm back with Corinne Thomas, Director of Marketing with Food Junkie. All right, so Corinne, the, the technology seems sound, seems simple. I get the concept, uh, and I love it. I love it. Let's talk about the other end of it, though, the restaurants. Uh, obviously, I, I imagine the harder job here is to build that database of restaurants that are part of this network. Talk about what kind of reactions you're getting. I, I imagine that this is probably music to the ears of these restaurants and, and a service that's connecting them to more people. Talk about that process of how you recruit restaurants, how they work with it, how what kind of feedback you're getting from them, what, what can we do to, to make it even better? Yeah, so exactly what you just said, the restaurants are really excited because we're coming to them with customers, food junkie customers, that are now going to be that specific restaurants customers. And the way that we have been approaching restaurants is we have customers in these different areas and we simply ask them what restaurants do you like to order from? And then we have that leverage point with the restaurants to say, hey, we have this person who wants to order from your restaurant. Do you want to be added to our site? And typically they say, yes, there is no fee for them to be added to our site. We don't take a percentage of the order, we charge the businesses that we work with a small service fee, which they're typically okay with paying because, again, it's making their life so much easier. So, yeah, there really is no barrier to entry. We have a lot of competitors that 
charge. And that's kind of why we switched up our business model because we saw that it wasn't sustainable for those small restaurants and the business owners who don't have the, it's not sustainable for them to pay those prices to be added. And they also are the restaurants that typically aren't going to have the technological capability to have online ordering for themselves. What is the technological capability for them to hook up into your system? Is it a complicated long-term ramp up or is it pretty simple? No, it's actually really straightforward. So we just need an accurate menu with menu items and pricing. And that's and then some simple address information, you know, how they prefer to receive the orders from us. We have to work out a payment agreement so that way we can get them the payment information in a way that is PCI compliant. And that's really it. Well, I live, my wife and I live in a, in a mid-rise building. It's one of those live, work, play environments where there's okay. re- retail on the ground level and residents above. And so the, lots of restaurants where we are. And, and it's funny to me because half the restaurants seem to have the same menu forever. And then the other half seem to change their menu seasonally. So walk, yeah. so walk me through that process. Uh, is the restaurant responsible for updating that menu or is that you? Or is, is there some online portal they go to to make those adjustments? Walk me through how that works. Yes. So if at any time we understand, I don't mean to uh, offend any restaurants, so hopefully they take this the right way. But a lot of the restaurant owners aren't as tech savvy as our team. So some of them, this process is very new to them. So we will, as long as they make us aware when they make a change, we are more than happy to update those menu prices for them because the thing that's most important to us is that our customers are getting accurate information. So we are more than happy to update that for them. We are rolling out an online portal right now where they'll be able to go on themselves and make those changes. And then it'll just be a quick tutorial and walkthrough that one of our team members will do with the restaurants to onboard them with that system and make sure that they know how use it yeah cool stuff all right well let's shift a little bit and talk about the uh, being a tech startup we talked earlier in the show about uh, the, the tech scene in detroit but talk to me about start uh, food junkie itself uh it sounds like you're dealing with some pretty rapid growth how are you managing that yeah so i mean that's it's not always easy but it's something that when you can see the big picture and you can see what you're remember what you're working towards it gets a lot easier we had I joined, like I said, uh, about a year and a half ago. And at that point, we had our CEO and co-founder, three developers that are based out of Chicago. And then I was the fifth team member. And we added another, an additional team member last year, and then another two at the beginning of this year. And we're looking to add three more, which is really exciting. So our team is growing. We work with outside teams, obviously. Sure. Um, to manage a lot of some of the other stuff, but the more that we can bring that in-house, the better. And so it's been really, really exciting to say the least. And again, just leveraging the resources in the community, it has been really important in aiding our growth. Like I said, everyone is really willing to help out and do what they can and make connections for the other startups where they can see it being beneficial. So that's something that's been really helpful. And even just having support groups, like I go to a marketing 
group that meets every two weeks and just hearing their ideas and the best practices for things that have helped them. Sometimes it's nice to have other people who are in the same situation as you and see how they're dealing with things because when you are in a smaller team, it's hard to sometimes come up with those ideas because sometimes you feel like you're alone in your thinking or, you know, you're trying, again, you're trying to come up with these big ideas on your own and, you know, your brain gets tired of mm-hmm. <laughs> the wheels, the wheels keep on turning, but sometimes you're not producing different ideas. So again, just leveraging that community and the support system of other people who are in your same situation to have them help you with your growth. Yeah. Those tech startups that you're working with and partner with and, 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 share space with likely uh, are probably great customers too because they could benefit because I can imagine a lot of those teams are pulling all-nighters and they're in the office all day doing their work and what a food junkie must be a, a godsend to them to, to, to get good good food delivered. You know, uh, yeah. Are you guys raising capital or are you bootstrapping this? We are actually in the process of raising capital. Ah, that's very exciting. How's that process going? It's going. Yeah, it should be good. We're looking to close around fairly soon, any day now. Oh, that's really cool. All right. Well, what's going to be possible there? I mean, I, is, is, will, it, will the goal be, I, I imagine your team's all under one roof right now. Is there going to be a, is a, is a further stage of growth with, with staff and, and people that you're going to have people on the ground in these various cities doing more recruiting? I mean, uh, what's the capital going to allow you to do? Yeah, like I said, we have added um, few employees already team members this year. We're definitely looking to add a few more. And then we're going to, yeah, probably get some people on the ground in other cities to be doing some of that legwork and really focusing on marketing and rolling out, making sure that our technology is top notch. Awesome. Awesome. Where do you go from here? I mean, when you and I talk in in two or three years time, where will Food Junkie be? Hopefully everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think our mission will stay the same. And I think we're really focused on the reason that our CEO and co-founder came up with the idea for Food Junkie. He actually came up with the idea in college when he was working on a business plan for a school project. Um, But then he decided that he needed to actually implement the idea and get things started when he was working in the corporate environment and had the same thing for every lunch meeting that he, he had. And he was mm-hmm. like, there, there has to be a better way like this. I cannot go on like this anymore. So I think our mission will stay the same because we want to have that specific focus because we really do see how we're impacting, um, the work environment by what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, the growth in terms of uh, reaching more cities and more restaurants uh, is, is obvious. Now, what about the technology itself? I mean, right now it seems very simple, but obviously very effective. But is there going to be added features? I mean, when you hear about something like Uber and they keep adding different things, like they're going to start doing deliveries and, and shipping and that kind of thing, are, is there any long-term plan on the technology adding different features and functions, or is it going to you, you can continue to hone what you're doing already very well? Yeah, I mean, we obviously want to keep moving the needle and keep adding new features that are going to make things even easier for our customers. And the really nice thing, you know, as I mentioned before, our customers are really great and they're the ones who are helping us choose which restaurants we are adding and everything like that. They're also people who are informing us of features that they would like added. So we definitely like to keep a really close relationship with them and 
have constant communication because again, sometimes they come up with things that we wouldn't necessarily have thought of. So definitely going to be adding new features and making sure that our technology is always advancing so that we can have a top of the line product. All right. Great stuff. Corinne, we're about out of time. Before I let you go, where can people go to contact you should they have questions and where can they go to learn more about Food Junkie? Not only is there uh, if there's local coverage, but uh, where restaurants can go to talk about signing up. Yeah, so if you go to foodjunkie.com, there is a link specifically for it says restaurant owners, and there is more information about exactly what we do for the restaurants. And again, reiterating that it is free to restaurants. And then there is even a get started link where they can fill out some basic information. And then a member of our team will reach out to finish the onboarding. And then if they would like to contact me, I'm available at cthomas at foodjunkie.com, or they can find me on Twitter at Corinne E. Thomas. Or Food Junkie's Twitter is Get Food Junkie. All right. Corinne Thomas, the Director of Marketing with Food Junkie. Corinne, it was a real pleasure to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thanks for reaching out, Todd. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that wraps this broadcast. On behalf of my guest, Corinne Thomas, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Incubator. <laughs>